Coming up on tonight's episode of The Goldilocks Zone, we are doing our first rapid-fire episode, and we couldn't think of a better theme than breakfast foods. That's right, we're going to debate your breakfast staples from coffee and OJ to bagels and Pop-Tarts. We're covering it all as quickly as we can. We're getting through a lot this episode. It's jam-packed, so we might as well start. It's The Goldilocks Zone, and we're going to enter it right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number seven. Recorded March 24th, 2015. Part of a well-balanced breakfast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Goldilocks Zone. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by the our very own Captain Crunch. He is uh, Mr. Matt Mariani. Uh, sir, how are we doing this week? We are doing just well, Mr. Sean. How are we doing on your end? I am podcast? just. I I am disappointed. We missed last week. That is on me. Uh, I was. I actually was home sick from work that day, so we weren't doing the show. But you and your germs. I'm slightly less sick this week, so. All right. We'll 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 do our best to. To keep you out there entertained, we appreciate you guys watching the show. We do this. Uh, Every week on our website, GoldilocksShow.com. Uh, there you'll get audio, video, and links to us on iTunes. Uh, the RSS feed, if you want to subscribe, we're in most major podcasting apps, uh, including my personal favorite, Overcast, um, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us at Goldilocks Show on Twitter, which is a great place to keep up to date when the shows get published and the things we're doing. And if we have any questions, we want to pose to the audience. Now that we've said that, let's take a second and look back at last week's question before we get into this week's topic. Uh, last week, we did our big uh, Democrat-themed primary show. We did our, our Fantasy League pick, which uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, but we asked a question to you. Uh, we said, if you had the option of voting for a computer that had infinite wisdom versus a potentially flawed human being, which would you vote for for president? It's an interesting debate. Matt and I talked about this. Matt, where do you fall on this split? Now, it may be surprising to, um, uh, I don't know, I guess to some listeners at home, but I'm actually very much in favor of a technocracy. Now, what that means is that computers, robots, animatronic uh, creations of humanity would actually have control over the government. So in this election, I'm definitely going with super intelligent computer. Wow, that is Matt. I've known you for for a few years, and that certainly surprises me that that's your answer. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I see the advantages to to having the computers run things, but for me, it's all about you know. I'm not I'm not going to pull a Terminator and say, oh, they're going to get smart and start replicating and, and kill mankind. No, but the, the problem I have is, you know, how many times have you been on a, a website and, uh, you know, your order didn't go through or it didn't format just right or, you know, thing, things just didn't work. And that's because there was a little error of code somewhere in this massive site of whatever you're doing. Um, that's really the problem I have with, uh, with having a, a computer run things is computers make a lot of really smart decisions, but the one time they make a bad one, I like to think a human wouldn't have made that mistake. Now, we talked about this last week, I think off air, but the thing I do like about the computer is it does still have to function within our democracy, so it doesn't automatically run everything. It still has to, 
you know, Congress still passes the laws and the computer can veto them, but has executive orders, all those kinds of things that go with today's right. society. So I think that's makes me a little more comfortable with computers in charge. Yeah, well, it wouldn't it wouldn't be an absolute technocracy. We would still have our system of checks and balances in place. Oh, my God. Where could we have computer Congress and computer Supreme Court? I don't know about that. That's we elect computers like computer A (laughs) runs against computer B, but like only in your local area. And it's programmed to say really nice things about the small area of the country it represents. (laughs) I am here in Pawnee, Indiana. You have a nice park here, y'all. I someone needs to make like a show or something with I would watch this. This sounds hilarious. We'll have uh computer Democrats and computer Republicans battling it out. Yep, yep, they'll have to debate each other and then it'll go to the computer Supreme Court and they'll always be split. <laughs> yeah. Oh my that would God. be a very inefficient uh Supreme Court. But but I bet the whole process right like all of the year's government work would be done in like an hour, right? That's right. Because at least I think, it would, that's, I think their, their capability of just getting things done it, or efficient. not done, right? They'd be programmed to disagree, but they would just do it a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. The decisions would be made like that. So, like in one hour, right. we know everything for the year, and many things didn't pass. A few did, and there you go. It's over. They never have to go on vacation, so there would never be any question of a president computer taking a trip to Martha's Vineyard or to a Crawford ranch. I think this is great. Think of the they cost savings. Keep working. Wow. There would be no – Congress would never have to go out of session. It would always be in session because computers don't need breaks. Oh, my God. Matt, you have sold like me, me on this idea. I am sold. You're doing a 180. I'm, I I absolutely am. I am I right. am voting computers twenty, probably twenty what twenty eight something like that. Yeah, computers twenty twenty. Computers. I think that's a, that's a that's a pretty cool year to induct the person. to give to give computers control of our government. Yes, twenty twenty. We're gonna have a, a special midterm election <laughs> where you can vote for like human done. government and computer <laughs> government. It's like a state ballot issue. I like it. That's great. We'll have to get a petition started and get some signatures to get it on the ballot. I love it. Wow. Outstanding. Uh, let's move on to something a little but more sane. No, you know what? Ahead. You know what I was going to say? You know what computers can't do? What can't not. they do, Matt? Computers can't enjoy a well-balanced breakfast. And that's why they will always be inferior to man. I think we can okay. say that. We, I think we can say that. Matt, I lived with you for a year. I like to think you're you're a pretty big proponent of breakfast. I love my breakfast, and I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world, really. And I sometimes eat breakfast when I get around to it. So I'm not as big of a breakfast fan, but breakfast, apparently, I've been told is the most important meal of the day. Mm-hmm. That is true. Very much so. The doctors. And I'm not <laughs> sure which doctors. Four out of the five doc- doctors? They've decided. No, that's a that's, uh, dental plaque Uh, everyone agrees breakfast is the most important meal of the day i always wonder who that one out of 10 doctors is who's gonna willingly disagree with the nine out of 10 about dental care i think it's just that guy it's just one of those statistical things because my honestly my guess is they surveyed like a thousand and Mm -hmm. 10 of them said they wouldn't do it so it's you know one out of 10 uh but 
But then who are those 10? Because that's a pretty big deficit against them. There's a lot of dentists who are saying, yeah, this toothpaste is great. And then 10 of them are all of a sudden, no, I, I don't agree with that. Maybe they're on the take. That's what... I mean, there's a good from a different company in the film Supersize Me. I don't know if you remember Morgan Spurlock calls a bunch of nutritionists and said, "How often should you eat fast food?" And like ten of them said, "You can eat it every day." Like, who are those nutritionists? <laughs> they clearly can't be very good at their jobs, but they exist. So those are the ones who got their degrees from the University of the Golden Arches. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, uh, we have. A big list here to get through, and Matt, we're going to do our first ever rapid-fire episode, okay? Ready. What this means is we tend to, to do long, like, statements. You'll go, and then I'll go, and we'll talk for a couple minutes, and then back and forth, and we usually have a good discussion, but that's not very quick, right? We usually get, like, one topic in, like, an hour. We're going to go faster. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to tee up a breakfast item. We'll take turns going first. I'll say either over, under, appropriate, and then I'll give a couple sentences why. And then I'll ship it right over to you. You give your under, over, appropriate a couple sentences, and then we'll move on to the next one. Again, this is rapid fire. So opinions, maybe a little debate, but then we're going to move on to the next one. How's that sound? That sounds pretty great. We're going to have the efficiency capabilities of two computer presidents Uh, on this show today. At least two, yes. All right, we got 15 items. We're going to kick it off with a staple cold cereal this is your captain crunch your your kicks your uh booberry whatever cold cereal you like cold cereal i will start us off and i'm gonna say cold cereal is overrated especially today i think most cold cereals today either fall in the super healthy or super unhealthy category and there's really nothing in the middle and the problem i have is the super unhealthy cereals aren't very good they're not even good for crappy cereals. They're just not good. Like, if you had Lucky Charms recently, the marshmallows are garbage. They suck. And then the healthy cereals aren't much better. So for me, cold cereal, overrated. Matt? All right. I'm glad that you we, you went overrated because for cold cereal, I'm actually going to go ahead and say underrated. I think that the market of cold cereal has uh, sort of been taken over by whichever cereal gets the most um, ad space. I think that that, that's your Lucky Charms, that's your Cheerios, and that's your Captain Crunch. Mm -hmm. And even Captain Crunch has kind of faltered over the years. But I think there's a a ton of really fantastic um, cereals out there that I remember from my own childhood, such as Oreo O's, which is one of the the crappier children's diabetes in a bowl. Um, (laughs) And uh, I guess... my my personal favorite cereal uh, would have to be uh, well. My personal favorite children's cereal that is is Fruit Loops, and I think that Fruit Loops are a highly underrated cereal. I think that they don't they don't really get the attention they deserve. Kids today also are they're getting a little bit fancier with their palates. I think they're they're moving on. To oh, they want gourmet cereals. Bigger and bre- well, not even cereals. I think they're moving on to, to just to just different other like, options. I croissants agree. and stuff. I mean, yes, it's today and we're gonna much more refined taste. Yes, and I will say, did you know that all the Fruit Loops in the box have the same flavor? Each color is not a different flavor. They all taste the same. Yeah, I knew that. I'm totally okay that. with that. No, I, they all I, taste I, I like the same. Fruit Loops too. My guilty pleasure was uh, Reese's Puffs, which are god awful, but I loved them. I missed them. You know what? That's my favorite. Man. I've changed my mind. Those were just... They were styrofoam. They were awful. Uh, 
It's all styrofoam. We're going to continue on. We talked cold cereal. Now we're going to talk hot cereal, oatmeal. Uh, Matt, where do you fall on oatmeal? Oh, see, this is a hard one for me because I have this personal grudge against oatmeal. <laughs> I just, I've better. never liked it. Yeah, I've, I've just never, I've never really grown up liking, liking oatmeal. So that being said, I'm, I'm going to judge it as, as objectively as I possibly can. And I'm going to say that oatmeal is a, it's an appropriately rated breakfast item. Because I, there, there are a lot of people who still enjoy oatmeal. And I think you, you, can, you can spruce it up a little bit. You could add chocolate chips to your oatmeal. Uh, some people add raisins. I personally, I like to chop up bananas and mix it in with honey and maybe a little bit of sugar to make it taste as, as less like oatmeal as I possibly can. Mm. Like it's like this banana-y, chocolate-y mash that I, I'd eat that sometimes. Nice. Over yeah. to you, John. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, I, I think I agree I'm not a big oatmeal guy. I'm going to say slightly, slightly underrated purely on the health benefits because if you think about it, we just talked about cold cereal, most of which is terrible for you, but people eat it because it's fast and convenient. Oatmeal, to some degree, is relatively fast compared to That's some, you know, like sausage or bacon or bagels or whatever. I mean, it's pretty quick. Especially with the advent of the Keurig machine, well, you heat up your water so quickly. Exactly, uh, and but oatmeal is much healthier for you than the sugars and the processed crap that's in cold cereal. So I think it's slightly under just because of the health benefits. But oatmeal is on this list of things we're going to talk about, probably the most boring of foods. And yes, you can add things, but I think just saying oatmeal, no one ever gets really excited for oatmeal. Um. I think Matt just dropped off the call, so uh, we are going to continue on while Skype tries to get him back on the line. Um, while we try to get the call back, we were having connection problems right before the show. I was really concerned it wasn't going to work when we got on air, and unsurprisingly, it uh, it doesn't work, and it's not working. So uh, we're going to try and get Matt back on the call uh, very soon uh, here. Uh, I'm going to actually pause the recording here for a minute, um, and, and we'll be right back. And we're back. We got Matt back on the line. That was some good oatmeal. Yeah. (laughs) I I thought you left to go get some. I just, yeah, I just, I had to demonstrate how quick it was to make a bowl of oatmeal. So I I went and uh, I ate it up already. And now I'm back. Well, hopefully you saved room for our next one. Muffins. We're going to talk muffins. I'll go first on this one. To me, muffins, underrated. Muffins is probably in like my top three breakfast foods of all time. And it is because it mixes a lot of really great things about breakfast foods, right? One, it's baked, and it's carb-heavy, which I like in the morning. I like bagels and and that kind of thing. Um, Two, you can make them a thousand different ways, which is great. You can make them with fruit. You can make them uh, cinnamon. You can make them with whatever you want to put in chocolate chips. Make them a million different ways. And the last thing I really love is the variety of texture, simply because of the way they're shaped. You know, a bagel is a bagel all the way through, right? But... A muffin, you get kind of the crispy top with the soft and fluffy bottom. Oh, I love me a good bagel. So absolutely, un- you cannot underrate this enough. Very good. I like muffins. Matt, what, what are your thoughts on muffins? Um, I think they're underrated. I'm going to underrate them. I think that uh, the thing about muffins is that when you go to a conference or when you go to any meeting that takes place in the morning, what are they going to serve you? 
muffins. It's going to be a platter of muffins. Mm-hmm. Usually, they're brand muffins, and that's disappointing. Yes. Blueberry muffins, also pretty disappointing. Um, the only muffin that I would say is under, all right, well, appropriately rated for being really good, homemade muffins right out of the oven. Delicious yes. no matter what they are. Absolutely. Except for Brent. Um, yes. <laughs> so uh, the only muffin that I'm going to say is underrated is the coveted orange muffin. Ooh. Now, those muffins are delicious, and I would eat them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack, at any conference, any time. And it would make that conference a lot more interesting. Wow. Yeah, I love I that. Yeah, and, and I, I agree, too. Muffins, you can get some really wacky, like cherry. You ever have, like, a cherry muffin are good? Yeah, those can, are good, too. You can do uh, pistachio muffins. I mean, you can do anything with muffins. Man, well, muffins are good. I want a muffin. I want a muffin. You got too. oatmeal. Where's my muffin? You can make oatmeal muffins too. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you can. You can. Oh, I don't see why. With some raisins in them? Oh, that sounds Cinnamon. good. Oh, God. I'm so hungry. Um, speaking of hungry, our next topic, and Matt, you're going to start with this one. It is a breakfast staple, probably the trendiest on our list, and that would be bacon. We're going to talk bacon. Matt, <laughs> where do you. I have a guess, but you tell me where you stand with bacon. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, personally, I, I do love bacon, and and I really don't want to uh, stress enough how underrated bacon is. I think that uh, it, it I mean keep in mind it does get a lot of good press, and then uh, you know it's, it's so popular. But there's there's just a lot there's such a wide wide market for the things you can do with that with that bacon. You can put it in waffles. You can put it in pancakes. I've had it in pancakes, by the way. Very good. Um, it adds like a crunch to the pancake. You can you can break it up and then sprinkle it on on anything, pretty much, and make it better. That's the thing about bacon. One of my favorite foods in the whole world, and I don't know if this constitutes as a breakfast food. I, I guess like you know it could be maybe in some parts of the world. Are dates you take? You take dates, like the, you know, like the, the fruit, mm-hmm. and you wrap it in bacon and then roast it. Wow. It's, it's amazing. So I'm going to say underrated just because of the, of the things you can do. Yeah, I, I listen, I absolutely agree. And the other great thing about bacon is even going beyond that, bacon of everything we'll probably talk about has the most diversity outside of breakfast. Because you can have br- bacon for breakfast, have bacon on your sandwich at lunch, bacon in your dinner, and you can have a bacon drink at night. And so bacon, I think it's a lot of credit for that. But for me, bacon is flat out overrated. And here's why. There's nothing wrong with bacon. Bacon tastes good. Bacon is great for breakfast. I agree with bacon. But this is overrated in the same way Journeys Don't Stop Believing is overrated. It's a good song, but you overplayed it to death. They start when when bacon became trendy and they started putting bacon in literally everything, and then it became like a joke about putting bacon in everything. It is overrated. Bacon is not the greatest food on earth, as many people will try to tell you. It's good. It's very good. I'm happy to say that. But don't act like bacon is the second coming of Jesus, because that's that's just <laughs> I that really bugs me how people like bacon. Oh my god, bacon! Like no, it's just calm down, people. It's just pork. Calm down. So bacon, good, overrated. Okay. 
I don't oh. know. I think I might have to just eat all the bacon brownies on my own. Now. Please, Matt, you can have mine. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, but now we got to talk about bacon's brother, which is when given the option, what I usually get, which is sausage. Sausage for breakfast. I think sausage is, I'm going to say, slightly underrated. I think most people acknowledge it's good, but it, it kind of gets lost behind bacon. And that's kind of a shame because I think sausage is a really great breakfast meat. It's a lot heartier than bacon. Um, you know, bacon's great because it's, it's thin or if you get it thinner cut, uh, it's crispy. But for me, sausage is just a little more hearty, a little more to bite into um, than bacon. So I, I think sausage is a little underrated. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that sausage is appropriately rated. I think that when you're talking about sausage, right, you're really talking about like two distinct entities of sausage because you have link sausage and you also have a patty sausage. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I would say that the link sausage is overrated and the patty sausage is underrated. If that makes sense. That's how I would rank my sausage. Um, listen, the, the link sausage, you could put it in, it's, it go, that's, that's almost up there with your bacon theory where it was popularity. I think that, um, you can put it in a bun and it could be a hot dog and you could have it for dinner and it, yeah. you, you know, it could be sausage. You, that's another, another type of food that you can have any time of the day and you could have your sh- sausage milkshake for, for dessert. Yep. Um, but with the patty, I think that's a highly, highly underrated uh, piece of breakfast. I think that you can put, you can take the sausage patty, you can put it in a bun, you can make it a burger. You could take the sausage patty, you could chop it up, you put it in an omelet. You can have a delicious sausage well, omelet. It's just a more exciting ground beef. Anything yeah. you put ground beef in, you should put <laughs> sausage in because it's better. Right. Sausage sausage patty is an exciting, it's just exciting. That It's an underrated, exciting I, piece of breakfast. Matt, I had never thought of that, but you know what? You are the sausage patty is the indie darling of breakfast. It really is. And it needs to go mainstream. Along with the pork roll. Oh, the, the, the pork <laughs> roll. Yeah. That's more of a regional thing, though, isn't it? The pork yeah, that's, roll. A, that's a Jersey thing. That's a Jersey thing. Who uh, Joe always was was having me eat. The, who makes that? The, the famous manufacturer. <laughs> I can't remember. Jersey. Anywhere in Jersey. No, no there's but a specific company that you, oh, that, you, that you ask for. And you can go into restaurants and ask for it. And I... Tony Soprano's pork roll. Uh, Tony Soprano's brand pork roll. Sponsored by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, and Bon Jovi. Yes, Jovi. exactly. Chris Christie endorses it. Uh, um, let's uh, let's continue on because we're going to uh, get back into the light, the fluffy, the pancake, the the flapjack of sorts. Uh, I think I went first on that last one, so I think this one's your turn, Matt. What, what are All your right. thoughts on pancakes? I'm going to jump right into the pancake, and I'm going to say uh, highly, highly underrated. The pancake is underrated because uh, similar to the pork sausage patty, you can do so much with the pancake, and that is yet to be explored. I mean, think about it. Has, I mean, you have IHOP, obviously, mm-hmm. but how many, how many – Pancake chains are there where they make custom pancakes, where they, they make, like, custom batter mm-hmm. that you can put, like, like crazy stuff in it. I mean, like, bacon, obviously. But, like, imagine, like, a cheese pancake. Or imagine, like, a milkshake pancake that you can get in three different flavors. 
with chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. You could do like a crazy amount of things. You can make a pancake batter with yogurt, or you can make it with tofu, or you can make it with with uh, cocoa powder. Like, how many things can you do with the pancake batter that has yet to be explored? A honey pancake. How about that? Eggnog in the pancake for the holiday treat. How about that? You are a madman, Matt. <laughs> there are just so many things you can do with a pancake. You can make a savory pancake, similar to savory crepes. You can you can put um, like like chickpeas in it. There's so many things. So just so many things with the pancake. So it's highly underrated. Yeah, I think I think pancakes have fallen behind the same reason other things fall behind. I think there are trendier foods that tend to rise above it. And I think that's just because the pancake simplicity, it is batter on a griddle. You cook there. It is. You can add things, but at its core, it is very, very dead simple. And I think people forget that. And that's why I think when you look at a list of breakfast foods and you, you go buy pancakes, you're like, well, it's just a pancake, right? I'm going to probably your average person just douse it in maple syrup and butter and just eat it. And there's nothing exciting about pancakes, but I think you're right. I think, I think we're we're ready for a pancake revival. Yeah. A a sort of where crepes got really trendy a while back and then there were creperies and all this stuff. I think there needs to be like a pancake hipster sort of uh sort of thing cuz I I do agree that I think the pancake is is uh is underrated. I don't know if I'd go very very underrated, but I I definitely agree. I think the pancake is underrated and and needs more credit uh yeah, than it gets. Yeah. You jumped up to market. I, I think it is. I think it is. Uh, maybe we'll have to get in the pancake business. There we go. Uh, um, uh, next up, we've got French toast. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, or, or as uh, freedom toast, as George Bush would call it. Um, I think, uh, for me, French toast is a little underrated. Um, just because, and I'm, it's really mostly my personal opinion, I just really like French toast. Uh, I think it's it's really... To me, the advantage to French toast over a pancake is I like the height of the French toast. For me, you have to have like four pancakes to equal the height of a, especially if you use thick cut bread, which I like uh, to do with my my French toast. The other thing I like about French toast is you can stuff it, which is how I get it a lot, uh, especially with like a cream cheese and fruit. Um, Makes it really good. Uh, So I think, and you know, and actually a coworker told me this the other day and I didn't even realize this, you know, you can use any bread you want to make French toast. Like you can make banana bread, French toast. Yeah. Like I would have never thought of that. (laughs) I I was like shocked. Like my mind had just never put two and two together. Um, Mm -hmm. So French toast, I think it's, it's a little underrated for me. I I think French toast is, is really great. And it's, uh, it's just not that exciting to most people. And I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? Well, here I come to crush your dreams, Mr. Sean, because I'm going to say that French toast is highly overrated. Whoa. See, French toast, I mean, where do I begin? Is it, I mean, the the center is delicious, sure. Everybody likes a good center of the French toast. But the crust, what's the deal with that crust? It, it's such a weird texture. I hate the crust of French toast. No. I, I mean, I, I dislike, the, I disprefer the crust of normal bread. But when you prepare French toast, it the the crust is just uneven. It doesn't really taste like it belongs in in the bread, and it kind of ruins the experience. Also, sometimes it takes up a lot of the syrup. Not good. Another aspect of French toast that I have to I have to say I dislike is okay. You can stuff the French toast, which is awesome. It's awesome to get at diners. It's awesome to get when you're out. But honestly, on an average work day, who has the time to 
prepare stuffed French toast okay. with cream cheese and and and, and strawberries. here because I'll let you have the crust thing, but you were the one just talking about making chickpea <laughs> pancakes. You know, like let's just let's just be but real here. See, that was in my my fantasy pancake emporium. But French toast, I it's kinda, it's real. There's no fantasy about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm t- I was just thinking about like a regular French toast that happens to be stuffed with cream cheese uh, for like a breakfast you before you go to the office. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stamp it with my my overrated stamp. Oof. This may be the biggest disagreement I think we have all show. Because <laughs> I really like French toast, but Yeah, and I'm gonna stand by my bacon. And I, you know what, Matt? You're allowed to do that. And I that's what's great about this nation. Thanks to President Computer keeping our freedoms alive. God bless President Computer. That's exactly right. Uh <laughs> French toast, homemade, uh I think delicious. Uh but we're gonna move on to something decidedly less homemade. Uh and that would be America's favorite, the Pop Tart. Ooh, the the, okay. the boxed pastry. Um of course there's the name brand Pop Tart, but you may know it from uh Toaster Pastries store brand. Who knows if that's your taste. Um I think you get to go first on this one, Matt. So what, what, where oh, do you good. stand on, on Pop-Tarts? I'm glad. Um, I mean, it's kind of a curveball here with the, uh, the Pop-Tart. I was not thinking – I wasn't really thinking along the lines of a, a pre-made breakfast like the Pop-Tart is. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the Pop-Tart is a disaster and therefore <laughs> highly overrated. It's, it's bad. I mean like there's like almost no filling – the filling just tastes like straight up sugar. I mean, maybe a little bit flavored with artificial crap. Uh, so I, I hate pop tarts, really. And and by the way, I might just be a little bit begrudged because I don't know if you heard, but a week or two ago they came out with the peanut butter and jelly pop tart, oh. which was my idea that I had like four years ago. I came out with that, and they, they stole it. Me the royalties. Oh I my said, god. I said they have a peanut butter Pop-Tart, and they have a peanut butter and chocolate Pop-Tart. Why not make a peanut butter and jelly Pop-Tart, and you can just use the raspberry filling that's in a regular Pop-Tart. And now they did it, and I'm sure it tastes like crap. Your thoughts? Where are your royalties on that, Matt? Jeez. (laughs) Um, No, listen, I think think we're absolutely in agreement. Pop-Tarts blow. They are awful. But the biggest problem I have with Pop-Tarts is... I don't think anyone really says they're good. I've never heard anyone say Pop-Tarts are a quality product. The problem I have is that people admit they suck and then still eat them. Like, people, you have options. <laughs> you are a free human being like they're who can make consumer choices about what you consume. We are today going to get through as many breakfast foods as we can. You can eat any of them that aren't Pop-Tarts. Like, right. I, I, it's, I think legally it should not be allowed to be called breakfast food because... It's not. It's just awful. Pop-Tarts are just the worst. I know. I mean, like we just said, we live in this free country where we're allowed to pick any breakfast we want. President Human doesn't have to come down and tell you what to do, tell you how to live your life. We have freedom. President Computer, 2020. (laughs) Um, So we've talked about Pop-Tarts, but now I want to talk about uh, their, their partner in crime, the Toaster Strudel. (laughs) <laughs> right the the frozen version essentially of a pop tart yeah. flaky pastry 
filling, and you get the little packet of icing you get to put on top. Uh, I get to start toaster strudels. For me, toaster strudels, I think I'm going I'm to stick right in the middle with appropriate. I think people acknowledge it's not a fresh-baked breakfast good. Hell, you cook it out of your freezer and put in the toaster. Um, but for what it is, it's actually not that bad. And you do get to have the fun. You put the little icing on the top, and you eat it, and it's a miles above a Pop-Tart. But, like, Toaster Stool to me is the, like, luxury version of the Pop-Tart. Like, Pop-Tart is, like, for the super lazy, and the Toaster Stool is for the kind of lazy. Um, so, for me, I think Toaster Stool's appropriate. They're good for what they are. There's nothing wrong with them. People want to eat them. Hey, good good for them. That's That's kind of my thought on the Toaster Strudel. So, you're thinking the Toaster Strudel is kind of like the... Cadillac option of uh, pre-bought. Yeah, but but the problem is it's kind pastries. of it's kind of indie, right? So it's kind of like Pop Tart is the mass market, like top forty breakfast food, where yeah. we admit it's probably not that great. But then you have like the the independent alt rock toaster strudel, who the, the those in the know is get good. Tops. Yes, exactly. And we get <laughs> we get it. the rest of the people they can live with their pop tarts. We'll get the good stuff. At least that's my thought. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree with that with that assessment. I would say that the toaster strudel would uh I would rank that appropriate. However, the icing, I'm not going to say under over appropriate. I'm going to say that it sucks. The icing sucks. I mean, I, I really hope that the executives at, at Toaster Strudel are listening to me right now because how you don't you don't get enough icing for a bite on the Toaster Strudel. How are you going to tell me that that's enough to fill up an entire pastry? It it just doesn't make any sense. So I mean, while I really like the Toaster Strudel and I appreciate that it comes in different flavors, uh, apple. And raspberry, I think, are the only two. I wish that they had more flavors. <laughs> I think they have more than just those two. <laughs> those are the only two I've ever seen. I think they should put banana, maybe like a banana cinnamon flavor. All right, that's just my thought. <laughs> you could also maybe do a coconut. Uh, here, man, I, mean, I, I can tell you the flavors that have come and gone with Toaster Strudel. Are you ready? I'm saying I've seen with my own eyes just those two, but go ahead. Apple, apple cream danish, blueberry... Boston cream pie, cinnamon roll, cream cheese and strawberry, cherry, cream cheese, raspberry, strawberry, wildberry, watermelon, which sounds awful. Watermelon. S'mores, chocolate, snickerdoodle, and pumpkin pie. I'm thinking I really like to try the watermelon. And that's right. They had toaster scrambles. Do you remember toaster scrambles where they put a cheese, egg, and bacon in them? Yeah, it was was the hot pocket. That's messed up. It was like a, a classier hot pocket. One thing I do have to say about the Toaster Strudel Company, though, I really like those commercials that have the uh, the little yodeling guy, little yodeling Swiss boy. Yes, he's Although a they creep me out a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got we got to move on. We're hustling through these here. Yeah. Um, we are not going to get to all of them, but Lord knows we're going to try. Uh, let's talk about. Well, see, that's why this is only part of a balanced breakfast. Part <laughs> one. Of a balanced oh breakfast. Oh my god! And the next uh, week could be part two. Waffles, Matt. Waffles. Where do we stand on waffles? I think you get to go first on the waffle. I cannot praise the waffle enough. I I love the waffle. I love the uh, the uh, just everything about it. That you pour the the syrup on it and it it catches. And each bite has like the perfect amount of syrup, which you can't even achieve in a pancake. It, it 
and the butter you can put in, and oh i love waffles don't get me wrong but as far as their level of um of achievement i have to say they've set the bar pretty low so i'm going to say that waffles are appropriate because you can't stuff a waffle yes you, you can can't, no you can't you yes, can't you stuff can. a waffle you can, you can, i've seen it you can stuff a waffle you have I to make them extra seen... thick, but yes, you can stuff a waffle. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like waffles generally should be thinner because, I mean, except for maybe Belgian waffles. Those are pretty good. You can put ice cream on it. I guess that's a little bit of versatility, but really, where where is the the um, uniqueness that you get out of a, like a pancake? A pancake on the outside is such a basic food, just a round, like, you know, ball of batter that's that's cooked. But, like, you can do so much with it, and I don't feel like you have that same versatility in a waffle. So I'm going to say that they're appropriate because they're delicious, and oh my god. <laughs> I mean, given the choice, I would go with a waffle over the pancake any day, but come on. We're talking about the, what, what can a breakfast item do? And I'm oh, gonna... see, so versatility is big when you make your decision. Versatility is everything. Wow. Wow. My decision. But see, I think I would I would make an argument that anything a pancake can do, a waffle can do better. For me, a wa- the waffle is the premium pancake because it's really the same batter. You can make the exact same batter, and either you pour it on a flat top or you pour it in a waffle maker. And the bonus of the waffle maker is the shape is better, right? And you said it yourself. The little squares they hold the toppings. It's genius. It's like so smart. It's like it's like whoever invented the ice cream cone or the hot dog bun. It's like you took a bread and you wrapped it around a frankfurter. Like, you've upgraded the bread to make it now better than it was before. So, that, to me, the waffle is is the upgraded pancake. But I, I don't, I'm not buying this argument about lack of versatility in the waffle. Because I think anything you can do in a pancake, you can do in a waffle. I think more on the savory end. What can you do that's savory with, with a waffle? Well, what can you like, do that's savory with a pancake? You can, I mean, you could put stuff on, you could put meat on it and wrap it up. And like, you have like a sausage, all right? Just thinking small. Okay. Take the sausage and then you wrap a pancake around the so- the breakfast sausage. You've got like a breakfast hot dog. You can't do that with the waffle. Yes, you can. Taco Bell did that. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Taco Bell is crazy. They had the, they had the waffle taco. They did it, Matt. They They're did crazy. it. Yeah, but they're crazy. But it's Taco Bell, man. That's a, that's a whole new that's a whole new thing. I never thought we'd be talking about Taco Bell on our breakfast discussion, but I guess I was wrong. I mean, they launched that whole big breakfast menu. They did, like, and they're still they're they're doing a biscuit. They're doing a biscuit taco where the taco shells made of biscuit. Oh, I have to give that one. A try. I was about to say that does seem right up your alley. Um, next, uh, we're going to talk about uh, croissants. Croissant is a okay. breakfast food. Uh, I have no idea whose turn it is. I'm just going to say very quickly, I think it's uh, overrated. Listen, I'm all for the flaky, buttery, pastry sort of thing. I think really the only thing croissants have going for it is the shape, and I think the shape's overrated. So I'm going to say croissants, they're, they're, they're overrated. They're just That's fine. fair. That's fair, because I, I would also say that they're overrated. I think that, I mean, in my ranking system with versatility, they fit in pretty nicely. You can do a lot with the croissant. You mm. can cover chocolate. You can cover it with honey. You can cover it with butter. You can stuff them. You can stuff it with the meat, and you can stuff it with the cheese. It's, it's pretty good. But but you can do all that with the biscuit, and I think that the biscuit is a much more uh, concise and consistent croissant. 
I think that the croissant is it's flaky, which is one of the things that people like about it. But why? Why do you like something that's flaky? That means that you're going to lose a lot of a lot of it. It's going to it's going to greasy. It's greasy. It's going to make a mess of your yeah. hands. It's going to make a mess of your lap. No. Yeah, no. I, I agree. Croissants are overrated. Biscuits are better. Biscuits are better. And Dan Miller wanted us to talk about crumpets. Oh, because he good. was just over in Europe for four weeks, and he said you got to talk. He was espousing his love for crumpets. Oh, yes. I love crumpets. I, I like. I think the crumpet is superior. Is a crumpet a breakfast food? Yes, absolutely. It's it's for breakfast or for tea or okay. for snack and dessert. Sometimes crumpets are great. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't think I've, I've ever had a crumpet. No, they're good. They're like. Uh, actually, they're they're an even more consistent biscuit. It's like a very very tightly packed bread, and it's very sweet, and you can have raisins in it. And uh, I guess I'm trying to think of something that it could be related to in our in our in our, on our side of the pond. I guess it's uh, it's kind of like cornbread. Oh, I hate cornbread. But like much tighter, and it doesn't taste the same at all. Oh, it's actually right. not really like cornbread at all. All right. Well, well. I don't know. This discussion's going nowhere fast. So uh, <laughs> let, let's just continue on because we do have more to talk about. Um, and we are going to discuss, <coughs> excuse me, uh, let's see what's left here. We've done a lot of baked stuff, so I'm going to jump around on the list a little bit. Let's talk about eggs, Matt. How can You can't have a breakfast discussion and not talk about eggs. That's right. That is a breakfast staple. Matt, what are your thoughts on eggs? Eggs have a very, very, very high versatility count so i would actually have to go ahead and say that eggs are underrated because you can do so much with the egg and and if you don't like the thing about the egg is that when people tell me they don't like eggs i know i give them a look because i'm like how do you not like egg there's so much you can do with an egg that that it's it's somebody somewhere is gonna like a different variation. Yeah, of it just egg. means they Devil haven't had egg. the right egg yet. Exactly. Deviled eggs, poached eggs, uh, egg omelet, salad. egg salad, eggs Benedict, eggs with the hollandaise, eggs scrambled eggs with cheese eggs scrambled on your face. Egg on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that one. If you're President Human and you make a foolish statement at the expense of President Computer... You get egg on your face, but there's so much you can do with eggs, and and I personally love deviled eggs. That's my favorite egg. Really, so, that's your favorite egg? That's my favorite. Wow, egg. I would have never guessed that. What? I caught I caught you off guard on that. Yes, one? honestly, I would have never. Pray tell, what do you what did you think my favorite egg was? I mean, no offense, Matt, but you tend to be a little out there when it comes to to food and such. I would like probably like over hard or something like really. I, I do like that. Over hard's pretty good. Or uh, I'm trying to think of what other kind of weird egg. Maybe Eggs Benedict. I don't know. Have you ever just cracked the top of the egg off and then, like, you siphon it through a straw and then you put it in your cereal and then cook that? No? What the? What are you talking about? (laughs) It's not a thing. I've never done that. That's not a thing. I would not recommend eating raw eggs at home. Please don't do that. Oh, my God. Don't be like Matt because he's really insinuating he's done that. Yes. So, so uh, case in point, the egg is underrated. Yeah, I see. I see the egg as, <coughs> excuse me, as appropriately rated, but only because the egg is, I think, highly rated now, and I think it should be, and that's why I'm saying appropriate. So, I think 
you know, I know for a while everyone was very anti-egg and the cholesterol and be careful, but I really think that's turned around, especially with the advent of things like um, what are the egg beaters and, uh, you know, organic and cage-free have kind of brought people back to eggs where they might have previously left. Um, but I agree. I think eggs are so fantastically versatile. And, you know, if eggs disappeared tomorrow off the face of the earth, like, I think that would be a massive blow to our society because I think, I think we are a somewhat egg-based society. I'd like to uh, read your, your paper when you come out with it. An egg-based society, the story of President Computers America, written by Sean Jenny. That That's my Walking Dead spinoff. It's the end of the world because all the eggs are gone. You lose all the eggs. They have to walk around in an eggless society and try to survive. Oh, my gosh. The drama. And then they come out, they come out with it. They find a nest of eggs. But then they turn out to be raptor eggs. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and then it's so Jurassic far, Park. Jurassic Park. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, that is awful. Uh, so uh, we're just about out of time. Matt, I want to give you the opportunity. If there's any breakfast food we haven't mentioned that you wanted to get to. Mm, yes, actually. Okay. There is there is one one breakfast food that I uh, I think that we kind of glossed over. We probably should have brought it up in the bacon discussion. Okay. And that's the Canadian bacon. Canadian bacon, or as we Americans call it, ham. Yeah. yeah that's well... any kind of ham in a breakfast setting. I think is highly highly overrated. Whoa! Uh, that is a complete opposite of what I thought you were going to say. Go on, tell me. I want to hear why. I'll tell you why. It's because it's pretty much it's like if you're going to have a Canadian bacon. I've never met somebody who goes into the diner and they give them the choice of bacon, sausage, and Canadian bacon, and then they'd say, "Oh yeah, I'd like the Canadian bacon." No, I, you usually take the sausage or the bacon. The Canadian bacon is the third party of breakfast meats, and whereas the uh, I think the pork roll is far superior and uh, a much better option. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Canadian bacon overrated. Mm. By the way, it's Taylor ham I was thinking of. Oh, yes. Taylor ham. Taylor ham. You order by name. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think for me, Canadian bacon, I'm actually going to say it's a little underrated. I'm not going to say hugely underrated. I think it's underrated, but only because it's lost in the shuffle. I don't think if you look at it purely on its own, if in a world where bacon and sausage didn't exist, I actually think it's a pretty good option, especially because unlike, well, maybe not bacon, sausage might be a little more difficult. I think ham works really well on a breakfast sandwich. I think it works well as a breakfast side. I think it works well. It is it is somewhat versatile as a breakfast meat. Um, I just think that there's no way it, it can't live up to, it comes from the same animal bacon and sausage come from. It's just not the good parts that people get excited for. So I, I think... I think Canadian bacon's got a bad rap. I think they got the, the short end of the stick, a raw deal. Um, and I don't think it's it's really fair to our neighbor from the north. Yeah, they're, they're much better export. These uh, uh, socialized medicine. <laughs> and and not, they're not best. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, free health care, not, not Canadian bacon. No. And... Uh, that kid that sings a lot, Michael Sarah. <laughs> the kid who sings addictive. a lot. Yeah, when does he's Michael always Sarah singing. Sing? On that show that where he's uh, Justin Bieber. That I was thinking of Justin Bieber. 
not Michael Sarah. Did yeah. you just confuse Justin Bieber <laughs> and Michael Sarah? Yeah. That I is so. too perfect. But then again, I think they are both Canadian, so they look alike. Uh, that is true. That is true. They are both Canadians. They don't look anything alike, but they're both Canadians. <laughs> I can't think of a better note to end on. We got through 11 breakfast items. That's pretty good. It is. Wow. I think. Our first, I think our first uh, rapid fire tournament was a grand success. I agree. I agree. And, and if you were curious, the ones we didn't get to, and we honestly don't have time to talk about them, but it was uh, bagels, grapefruit, coffee, OJ, and toast were the other ones I had on my list. Well, I think we got to get to those next week, right? In uh, well-balanced breakfast part two. Well, the problem Wait, with that is you, you, you have to come up with another like five or six to fill out the, the episode. I can do it. Unless we do the second half on something else. Part two of a well-balanced breakfast. Okay, Matt, you are in charge of coming up with more breakfast foods to talk about. I wasn't sure if there were going to be more. I'm going to do it. I I already have some ideas. Okay. Oh, boy, this is going to be... Just wait and see. It's going to be very terrifying. Uh, Well, Matt... write it down in my notebook. I thought that was outstanding. Oh, my goodness. Uh... But let's talk about this week's question, right? So we talked about last week's. We have a question for next week, uh, and it goes like this. Uh, uh, Outside of milk, what other liquids would you want to add to your breakfast cereal? Uh, Turns out you can have your cereal with any kind of liquid you want, or no liquid at all, honestly. You need it right out of the box. Uh, But we're going to ask other liquids that aren't milk, plain milk, what would you do? So we want to hear your opinions at Goldilocks Show on Twitter. Uh, you can send them to us, Matt, and I will have our opinions next week. I have to really think about this. I don't I don't know what my answer is. You pitched out like four or five good ones, uh, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing your responses. It will be interesting. Uh, at Goldilocks Show on Twitter. You can also email us, GoldilocksShow at gmail.com. Uh, but to get that question and all the show stuff, all the episodes, all the content, all the links, GoldilocksShow.com is the website. Get it there. I'll remind everybody we are available for download on iTunes and most major app uh, podcasting apps. I personally recommend Overcast uh, if you're looking for a good one on iOS. Um, that's mine of choice, but we're on just about all of them. Uh, and we're also, like I said, at Goldilocks Show on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Goldilocks Show. Um, we're available on those platforms as well. Matt, anything else you'd like the world to know before we conclude for this evening? Uh, in doing research for this program, I came across a very, very strange suggestion for a breakfast. It involved bananas, it involved eggs, and it involved cornmeal. I do not recommend ever, ever combining those three ingredients, putting them on a stove, and then putting the results in your mouth. Uh, Matt, this doesn't, you didn't do this, did you? (laughs) I mean, for the sake of the show, I mean, I, I would like to say I did not, but but for the sake of the show, I, I felt like I, it was my duty to to try this out. And, Listen, Matt, a big thing I'm working on at work, I, I work, do a lot with innovation, and one of the things is risk. How do you feel more comfortable taking risks? Because you do that in business, and it's about celebrating your failures, because you learn from them, and it helps you make better risk decisions in the future. So, Matt, celebrate your failure. What did you learn from this? I learned that you should never take suggestions from Reddit (laughs) regarding anything that has to do with food unless you see pictures first. That should be the golden rule of life in general. Don't take suggestions from Reddit. (laughs) 
Oh, that's that's too good. Wow. Well, uh, thanks to all of you out there. We're gonna be back next week with more breakfast foods. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do another rapid fire. We're gonna get through them. Matt's gonna come up with what I am certain are interesting suggestions. Um, so come back and join us then. On behalf of Matt, I wish everyone out there a fair good night. We'll see you next week on an all new Goldilocks Zone. Thanks for watching.